Hey, welcome to the Past Controller Podcast. I'm Brendan, and in today's episode, episode 15, me and Mike never play a game. Um, if you're a repeat listener to the podcast, you'll know that normally we play a game while we're podcasting. This week, we didn't do it. Um, that's not going to be a regular thing, but we will probably pepper these in from here and there from time to time. Um, that being said, if you'd like more from us, you can catch us on social media at on Instagram at pass underscore the underscore controller on Twitter at pass controller, and you can follow me on my personal Instagram or Twitter at bgroom. That's B E G R O O M, and you can follow Mike on Twitter at underscore Mike Opath. You can also catch our stream, which we've been kind of focusing heavily on right now. Uh, it's very Overwatch-centric at the moment, but we will be doing a lot of other things in the coming weeks, uh, as well as launching our website and a few other things on the, in the pipeline. It's going to be a really good year for us. Uh, we're really excited. A lot of things in the pipeline. Um, we we really got a, a lot of cool things that are going to happen and, and a lot of things that we're going to reach out to the fans because um, I know there are some of you out there who are actually fans, so I appreciate you guys. Um, and our stream, like I said before, is twitch.tv slash B-E-G-R-O-O-M. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode, episode 15. Uh, you trying to podcast Crazy Taxi right now? Mike? Well, it, it it popped up here, and I was like, oh, shit, Crazy Taxi was fun. I mean, it's a fucking good game, like, for what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. There were some good songs there. A lot of, a lot it, of Offspring. It was a lot, a lot of, offspring. of Offspring. It was, uh... Yeah, that was a good game. That was like a launch title for the Dreamcast, I'm pretty sure. And people are saying the Switch has a weak lineup. <laughs> Crazy Taxi was legitimately an arcade game. That was a solid arcade game. I mean, it was fun. I played a lot of Crazy Taxi. I played a lot of Super Monkey Ball. I think that was on Dreamcast first before it went to GameCube, right? Uh, I want to say it was. Yeah, I think that's right. Dreamcast was, was, a, was a weird system because... I like, I really liked that system, and it had some fucking jams, like Soul Calibur 2. Me and my brothers played the shit out of that game. Obviously, <laughs> Sonic Adventure. I don't know if that... Was that a launch title? Though? I don't remember. For, I, I wouldn't know. I don't remember the Dreamcast coming out. The Dreamcast pretty much got... Yeah. I'm probably have, I have some probably wrong facts here, which is going to make people... If anybody even listens to this, but uh, <laughs> especially that guy at that panel just storming back and forth, so pissed. The off. Sonic panel. It's also fitting because we're playing uh, Sonic Two today, because you know that's everyone's favorite Sonic game, uh, not mine, because Sonic Two is fucking garbage. Uh, you got Tails for the first time, which is kind of cool, but Sonic Two is garbage. Tails. <laughs> but Tails is with him. Fuck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Dreamcast for me, I loved that system. But it, it pretty much got fucked. What I think happened historically was Sega announced like when it was going to come out. And then I think Sony kind of like switched around some dates with their stuff and kind of put them in a bad position. Right. Pretty much like, oh, you're going to come out on November 19th? Well, we're going to come out on November fucking 11th. And uh, burr, burr, burr. everyone's going to buy this first because we're here first. Yep, that's how it works. I believe something along those lines happened. And that was like the... End of the demise. I mean, it was a great system. I mean, it had a lot of features that are now, like, features in all of the consoles. Like, it was one of the first, you know, home consoles to really have some sort of, like, internet aspect and right. a lot of a lot of things like that that uh, were definitely 
probably ahead of its time. Ahead of its time, in a, in a sense, not like it was like this groundbreaking thing, but more so it wasn't something that consumers needed yet. Yeah, I, I don't remember... I remember it existing, and I remember playing it mainly once. One time, I for whatever reason, I didn't go to school, and I happened to stay with my mom at her job. And the office she worked at, they had a Dreamcast set up, so I was playing that. That was... I was in fourth, fifth grade. Yeah, it was what? Yeah, Dreamcast was might probably. Been, yeah, I think I might have been in fifth grade. Mid nineties, mid nineties, maybe late nineties. It wasn't two thousand, was it? I don't think so. Yeah. It might have been two thousand. It might have been like two thousand. But when did the GameCube come out? I thought the GameCube came out in two thousand. Maybe not. So when did Smash come out? Smash was like the first Smash. Uh, no, first Smash was ninety nine. No. Okay, or so ninety eight. Melee ninety eight. Melee must have been two thousand. Two thousand one, I think. Yeah. So the Dreamcast must have came out because I, because the Dreamcast did not come out like when N sixty four and PS one were you know what I mean. Yeah. It must have been. Wait, did the Dreamcast come out after GameCube? Now I don't even fucking know what I'm talking about. I think. No. The Dreamcast would have competed with what? I think the Dreamcast just came out of sync with the other. Like they, it wasn't like the gens that we have now. We're like, whoa, we're coming out. Uh, we're also coming out. Yeah. Uh, I, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> that also came out. Whoops, snuck that one into <laughs> wrong gen. <laughs> oh my god, I <laughs> shit my pants. <laughs> I think. I think it, the problem was it came out at a weird time, just in terms of when other consoles were coming out. So it might have had like a yeah. year before. The other consoles started coming out with their, you know, successor systems were okay. at the same time. It was too late for the other ones. I'm trying to place the year by... Because I, re- I can specifically remember, like, what house I was living in and what bedroom was mine. Because I lived in the same house for a long time, but, like, as I got older, you know, I got the attic and, you know, like, yeah. I got other rooms. So I know I was still on the first floor of my parents' house sharing a room with my younger brother I don't know. I, I'm not gonna be able to figure it out. Navi, can you look at that up for us? Yeah, Navi, you want to check check that first? Run it back. Uh, check the tape. But anyways, the Dreamcast had some fucking. Uh, they had some fucking jams. Jet Grind Radio was my shit. I played the shit out of that game. The game was so good. Mm-hmm. Sonic Adventure, you know, is probably that and Sonic Adventure Battle Two are probably the only two good 3D Sonic games. And and just I, because they're good 3D Sonic games doesn't mean they're actually good, good games. games. They're just they're, you know yeah. Given the bar that Sonic has placed, he could he could go fast, but he couldn't jump very high. Yeah, Th- those were enjoyable games. I'd have to revisit them, which we will on a later podcast. Uh, but I'd have to revisit them to really see if they're actually good games or if my childhood is is blinding me. Even even after we replay them at some point. I will maintain the Sonic and Shadow levels were good. It was everything else that pissed me off. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Um, also, the racing parts. You could race each other. At least in Adventure 2 Battle. Yeah, yeah. I think in the original version, that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But yeah, Sonic, Sonic needs to go through a renaissance. And I'm hoping that with the releases that are... I believe they're both coming up this year. There's uh, Sonic Mania, which is like a return to his roots. Right. Um, 
which that game actually looks pretty fucking amazing. So that will hopefully do well. Uh, and then I believe the other Sonic game, which is an unnamed project, I think right now it's called Sonic 2017. So Great. hopefully we see that at some point in the year, and hopefully that's also a good game. I believe it's going to be kind of like Generations, where there's like Neo Sonic and Classic Sonic. It's a 3D game. Werewolf but, Sonic. Yeah, you know, Werewolf Sonic shows a Black Knight Sonic, you yeah. know. Uh, Sonic and those secret, sacred, you know, bullshit rings, you know. Yeah, he had like 17 Wii games that came out in like a week span. They tried really hard to make him work again. He's desperate. Sonic is currently like that cool kid in middle school who you like look up later and like he's on the corner sucking dick for crack. Yeah. What what needs to happen? There needs to be a shakeup at Sega. And it needs to be the person... They've had some bad shakeups oh, And they need a good one. And I know exactly who to put in charge. Whoever the fuck is in charge of all their social media. Because oh, that yeah. person knows exactly that, what they're doing. That guy's, that guy's on point. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's unfair. That guy is fucking crushing, crushing it. That guy should be running Sonic. Sega. Everything. He should just fucking <laughs> run the world. Fuck Donald Trump. Put that guy in charge. <laughs> what do you think we should do next? Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> Put I don't know. Go fast. <laughs> Putting some dank memes up there on my Twitter. <laughs> I'll have to show it to you later. Because uh, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but one of the videos they posted recently was they must have been using some sort of like HoloLens or something that can like, you know, make 3D fucking AR, you know, mm. things on a desk or whatever. And it was just like the fucking, that shitty Sanic drawing. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know. It was just though. that running around the <laughs> desk. And I, I lost my mind. I'm like, why is this so good right now? Uh, I should have bought that fucking Sanic t-shirt. I, I think it's still up there. Because I actually, so I was like, so Joe, friend of the show, uh, also, he's kind of in past control at this point. He just doesn't come on the podcast because he's a fucking, you know, he's Joe. Uh, Uncle Joe. Like but, uh, we named up a guy that's not listening to this. Yeah, no, he'll listen. Uh, but no, Uncle Joe was, you know, texting me. He already has his shirts for PAX. Mm-hmm. And for you guys at home listening or on the road or wherever you, you uh, indulge in this podcast. Sitting on the toilet. Yeah, that that is also an option. Uh, Mike and I, especially out of all of us, because we go as a big group to PAX, but... Uh, I feel like we take our shirt game at PAX pretty seriously. Like, it's a I was a thing. super disappointed when I realized I wore that Super Meat Boy shirt to PAX a previous year, and then I wore it again. I thought you knew that. I put it on... I, I had asked when we, like, showed up, I'm like, did I wear this one before? And someone said yes. And I was like, shit. They just said, oh, he's, yeah, home. Okay, he's home. Uh, oh, that's depressing. Why? Did you come across a picture? Is that why? Well, I I think I had asked it, and I remember, like, thinking that the rest of the day. And I was like, ah, shit, I should have picked a different shirt. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, especially Mike and I, we... The, the shirt game at PAX is a sacred thing. Yeah. And we, we're not, like, trying to collect the most compliments or, like, shout-outs, but at the same time, when you're in a fucking place that's full of, I don't know, 50,000 people, more or less, I don't know. It's uh, a shit ton. A shit ton of nerdy motherfuckers just like us. And people make a positive comment about your T-shirt. That's, like, serious bragging rights. The that's, fact that's of the matter legit. is... We're not cosplaying, so the next yeah. best thing is just to wear a nice exactly. shirt. Yeah, you get that. You, your shirt game has to be on point. Like I have my pins too. I don't try to go too crazy, but Mike, I'll show you what I ordered. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Oh man, I'm just gonna fucking say it on the podcast. So I dabble in the pin game at PAX. 
Uh, dabble is putting it lightly. Listen, I dabble. It's been years now, so I have a. I have a. What do you mass- mean years? It's been literally a year. What do you mean? No, I mean, I mean in general. I didn't just start pinning last year. I'm just. I mean, like it's I hate been that a I year. call it pinning, which is probably the actual verbiage to use. Yeah. But I hate that that's what I'm doing right now. Oh boy. Uh, no, but I've been fucking. You, you may have been I've pinning been for, a for a while. I just yeah. mean like since last year you've you've. Since last year, you did a lot of pinning, uh-huh. and then it, presumably you took a hiatus until right now because you're going back and collecting and trading more pins. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, it just adds a whole other like, especially like people. I think by nature, I think collecting things is like a something that most humans do. You know, it doesn't have to be pins or amiibos like me. Or fucking, I don't know. <laughs> You've been collecting a lot of shit now that I think about it. Well, yeah, I like to collect things. like, And it started when I was a fucking kid. I mean, I think that's part of the reason why something like Pokemon is such a popular thing. Because people just love collecting. There's things you like to collect. No. Mike, you literally have a bookshelf that has, like, every Animorphs ever. That wasn't collecting. I just liked reading those fucking yeah, books. But you're, uh, there's part of you that appreciates that collection. It's part of me that's just impressed that I still have them in some capacity. That's impressive. Like, every once in a while, every once, every, like, five years, someone, like, brings up Animal, I'm like, oh, yeah, I still have a majority of those books. That's a fucking cool collection, though. Like, I, I'm, like, part of the reason why I hate we're fucking jumping all over the place. There's so many points I still want to go back to. Uh, But part of the reason why I like... I hate, I don't like, I don't like that the way that media is seeming to go is everything's transitioning to digital and it makes sense and blah, blah, blah. There's all these pros for it. Uh, but the biggest con, in my opinion, is that it eventually means I'm not going to have shelves of my games. Like, I'm not going to be able to look at my collection. And it's, it's like, I like seeing, like... I don't read a lot of books. I don't read really many any books, but I do which have is, some books. Which is really startling. Yeah. Well, especially because I'm an English major. Yeah, that's what's really confusing. <laughs> but I'm an English major that likes to write. I was told it was a thing, that you could be like a reading English major or a writing English major, and I just don't care. So You had a bad advisor. <laughs> <laughs> he was the man. He was also an English teacher. He <laughs> said it was okay, so I trust him. Shout out to Rich Miller, friend of the show, friend of the podcast. Uh... But no, I, I like, to me, it, it's like my bookshelf. It's like my bookcase. You know, people who are bibliophiles who like to read, I'm sure that they're proud of the, you know, the books on their shelves. Whether it's just a personal, you know, accomplishment of, hey, these are all of the things that I've read in my life. Where for me, it's definitely part of like a, these are all the games that I've played. But it's just, it, it can be like a piece of, video games are so special to me. That that in itself is kind of like, like when the Wii U is now retired and, and you know, I'm going to be transitioning that shelf into a storage bin or maybe the bookshelf and replacing it with Switch games, that's going to be like a photo album to me of like a few, like a, like not even a photo album, maybe like a, like, like the Wii U's yearbook. And to me, like, I don't, I don't want every game for like, I don't want to own every game that came out on the Wii U. I don't want to own every game that came out on the 3DS or the Xbox One or whatever. But I want to always own the games that I played and especially always own the games that I loved to play. Like, 
even if I can play, you know, Super Metroid downloaded on my computer, you know, play an emulator or play it on any of the virtual consoles because it's all over the place now anyway, having something like that physically where even if I don't play it on my Super Nintendo, like having that little reminder, that little piece of gaming history and I don't know, I'm, I'm a fucking emotional, sappy fucking weirdo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but those those things are important to me so i i'm saddened by the eventual transition to full digital age where you know i've i've come to terms with my music where i now primarily just buy digital music there are a few artists that when they do release music i will still buy the physical copy just because again it's that yeah i want to see it i want to feel it i want to flip through the pages like, it was kind of a sad day where most games now, pretty much no games, have booklets. No, and it gets me very confused when I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, it's not even, I, it's not even about looking at it to how to play. It's just that taking away that piece of physical where it's like... You flip through and you're just like, this character is Phil. He does this. <laughs> exactly, he yeah. He wants to go catch the... Beep bop boop. But, yeah, that... that uh. I don't even know how we got to oh, this Oh, I'm point. going to tell you in a second. I was going to ask you, how does this all tie into you fucking collecting pins? Oh, because I, I, as I said, at, at nature, I think humans have some sort of want to collect things. Most of us. Or, or I think at least the, the collector inside of... There's a collector in everybody. And what you're saying is, on top of collecting games and amiibos and this and that, you're like, you know what else I should collect? Pins. Well, and Mike, then Mike, <laughs> and then you get your little, you get your lanyard and you pop on all your pins. I was unboxing all my loot boxes because now that I have more space, I was like, all right, I'm gonna fucking decorate. I'm gonna put shit up. I'm like, I got a lot of fucking pins. You better start putting pins on do it for the whole packs thing and i looked at them and i said maybe and then i threw them in another box <laughs> well all right so i'm the, the pin thing at packs is like a multifaceted thing and it all started simply because the first year that we went to packs was that the first year of packs i don't think so i i'm still not sure because we both got in relatively easy so it must have been a somewhat new thing at the time. Yeah, I, I remember. I feel like I, I would have remembered. One of, one of, if it wasn't the first year, it was the second year that I explicitly remember going there on a Sunday mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure I get, get in and I could still buy a ticket the day of. I bought a ticket online yes. before I drove in. And then when I got there to pick up my ticket, the lady just said, oh, you can just go in. That would never happen now. I think that that was the... If it wasn't the first year, it was the first, at the very least, the first year that we went. Because I had gone, I had bought my ticket. It was, I believe, it fell on the same weekend as AMA Boston. So since I've done AMA Boston pretty much every year before that, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to AMA Boston the first two days, and I will go to PAX East Sunday. Just scope it out. Yeah. I go there, I'm hanging, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of shit going on here. What's going on? This, this. And I'm like telling Brendan, and I was like, Brendan, this is uh, pretty cool. And then I won an iPad. I'm like, Brendan, I just want an iPad. And you said, okay, I'm coming over. And then you just you just showed up. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Well, in the, in the, in the early years of PAX, too, there was a lot of other things, bad relationships I was in, stuff like that. I'll kind of... I believe that, that... So I'm pretty sure that that year, mm-hmm. the year you won the iPad, yep. I believe that that weekend was Easter as well. 
Yeah, I feel like because PAX, I, yeah. I mean, Anime Boston, at least. I feel like every Anime Boston I've been to in the last few years, I'd go there Friday, Saturday, and, and Sunday's then Easter. Sunday's Easter, and Dom says, hey, want to come over for Easter? And I'm like, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, Anime Boston falls on Easter a lot, but that PAX in particular fell on Easter as well. And that was part of the reason why I didn't go or couldn't go to Friday and Saturday. But then Sunday was like, I really want to go. She had a relationship, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking going. You brought her along. Yeah, no, I yeah. did. But it was, you know, it was... It was weird. It wasn't an easy thing to do. And it was weird. Uh, you know, thankfully now, I have someone like Jen who, you know, can put up with seven million amiibos around the house. Apparently that's a selling point with you. I mean, it's part of who I am. I used to be a person that, you know, and I feel like everyone goes through this period of their life where... They're not truly themselves, whether it's with someone they want to be with or someone they're with, or just in general, they're just not, they don't want to be themselves around other people. Because, I mean, up until, I don't know, maybe the past five years, being the people that we are wasn't the cool thing to do. Like, now, nerd culture is, like, super mainstream, you know, pretty much intertwined with pop culture. It wasn't always like that. So, you know... you're not walking around, you know. Don't get don't get us wrong. We're still not cool. Oh no, we're definitely not cool. But now, like you know, it's cool to be a nerd, kind of. Kind of. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. A lot of the things that you associate with nerd culture has become so pop culture that it's just like eh. yeah and yeah, i mean it's it's I like deadpool oh i love that movie well i was talking about well good enough yeah exactly i mean it has its pros and it has its cons for sure i mean some of the pros is we get a lot of more shit of the things we like maybe not always the best stuff like because they're just trying to fucking flood the market with things but at least you know it, stuff's there uh but to get back to the pin thing that we still haven't yeah got to finish the pin thing because I know that the pins didn't start when PAX started. They Like, the first year of PAX East, mm-hmm. there weren't, like, there pins for that. Because I went back and I tried to figure it out because I was looking. Because every year at PAX, they sell a pack of four pins that's, you know, three, you know, usually Gabe and Tycho and one of the cat, you know, something to do with whatever. Last year it was, you know, Rock Band 4 was coming back and Harmonix is from Boston, so they were, like, Rock Band-related things. And then... The, then there's the PAX East year pin. So to me, I was always like, that's how it started. I want the PAX East year pin because, like, that's cool. Like, I can have the years that I'm here, and that's legitimately how it started. And then I have those extra pins that most of the time I was like, eh, I don't specifically want these. Uh, so I just trade them away. Uh, and with those pins in particular, the pa- the four-pack that you get, uh, so last year it was the, the Harmonix-flavored pins, this year, there will be people that want those pins because they either A, miss them, or B, they just want a complete set so they can have, like, complete sets that they can hoard or yeah. trade or whatever. So those pins will actually be, like, you know, kind of not in high demand, but they only made them for that year, so there will be people that want them. Uh, so they're definitely good trade fodder. So I just, you know, people want to trade for them, and I was like, all right, whatever, I'll take that pin that I want, which is not the one on my lanyard. Uh, but... To get all the way back to the point of why I even brought up pins. So, a lot of years, well, every year, there's, like, developers or or, or other game companies that will have... Ooh, 
someone's trying to play Overwatch. Yeah, you're right. Um, yep, that's exactly what it is. Uh, but every year, you know, like last year, there was Bethesda had a couple of pins, one for Doom, I think two for Fallout. Like, a lot of developers and stuff will have official pins, like for Penny Arcade, which is like the official pin of PAX. Uh Uh, I don't know. I hope that didn't come out of my laptop because I don't know where that would have fucking came from. Well, we'll right. find out. I hope my battery's not just fucking leaking everywhere. That yeah. won't be good. Uh, but yeah, so a lot of developers, whatever, official pins. And when it comes to that stuff, like I definitely have pins on my lanyard that aren't official penny pins, but the penny ones are the only ones that people really trade at the event at PAX. Uh, and I've always, always, always wanted this one specific game company to come out with official PAX pins and this year Mike it finally happened and I spent $55 $55 what? pins <laughs> pins Mike <laughs> and the, the the part about this is I got five pins mm -hmm. and these are pins that I'm not going to trade these are who do you who do you think they're from? Let, I mean, let's just be honest. I don't know, like a Nintendo. Nintendo pins. Okay. Official fucking penny arcade Nintendo pins. All right. I believe they, and I don't even know how I didn't know about these, but they came out at PAX Australia, mm -hmm. and they were selling them on the penny arcade website, and I was like, uh, yeah, I need these because it's fucking eight bit Mario, and then it, so the four it's a four pack, and then I bought a single pin. The four pack is eight bit Mario. Uh, 8-bit Goomba, 8-bit Mushroom, I believe, and an 8-bit, uh, like, question mark block. Yep. That's a no-brainer. I have to own that. Like, that's not a, like, that's not a, oh, let me think about it. No, that's like, no, I need to own that. Like, I'm a fucking Nintendo freak. Like, I need that. That's something that needs to be in my life. That's not even a question. Especially because, you know, it's, I fucking dabble in the pin game. Yeah, dabble. It's dabble. It's dabble. It's a light dabble. Mm. The day that I... Come with a fucking... <laughs> I can't stop farting. Me and Tom had fucking burritos earlier. This is gonna be a bad show, even by our own standards. Uh, oh, it's a fucking smelly show. Mm. I think I just stained my couch. Like, it wouldn't have been a thing if you didn't, like, force it out. No, it's gotta come out. Better out than in. Ugh. I think that's a Navi, sign. be sure to edit all that out. Yeah, Navi. Uh, friend of the show, Navi. Not friend of, uh our livelihood right now because she keeps scratching us mm. but I needed those pins and then the the extra pin the standalone pin was uh, fucking 8-Bit Luigi the king of second bananas oh Luigi Town which fucking Luigi Town so I got those I, I had to buy them there was like not even a there was no zero hesitation I don't care like I need that in my life uh, but it makes me a little bit nervous because now that Nintendo's starting to dabble in the pin game I'm like shit what if when we go to PAX in March there's like a Zelda pin. That means I'm gonna have to spend like eight hours waiting in line to play Zelda to get a pin. It's true. Well. Yeah. Have yeah, fun with that. We're still, we're still two months out. A little less than two months out of PAX. Mm -hmm. But I get fucking PAX fever. PAX fever. Well, PAX South is going on currently. And, uh,. I have a couple of friends that are fellow nerds. Shout out to the Afro Man, uh, friend of the podcast. 
He's uh, enforcing, actually, down at PAX uh, South. And I believe he's going to be, because he always comes to PAX East, too. I believe he said he was going to be enforcing this year at PAX East. I've always, like, wanted to do it, but I also want to enjoy the show. Yeah. I, that's, like, the that's like the. It'd be great to sword. get in for free, but it, you'd be working the yeah. entire time. Which I wouldn't even mind doing. Like, that would be a cool event to, like, do something like that yeah. for, for sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, again, like, for me, like, the weekend of PAX, I look, f- like, the day that, f- like, as soon as March 12th ends, like, 6 o'clock and PAX, the show floor closes and everything's done... The countdown in my brain starts for next year. Like, I love PAX. PAX is... As a kid, I always wanted to go to E3. That's all I... Like, that was one of my biggest dreams. was, like, someday, like, I'll find a way to get to E3. Because E3 is, like, A, on the other side of the country, and B, is much more geared towards, like, the media. Yeah. Uh, Where PAX is, like, the... Literally the opposite. It's on this coast... Um, and it's, for the consumer. It's, it's, yeah, it's for the people, which is great. Uh, it's honestly like probably one of the smartest things that someone in that position decided to do uh, was right. to make something for for us because, you know, as much as we aspire to be a part of the media, at the end of the day, we're just gamers and nerds and we just want to fucking have fun. Um, so yeah, I got Pax Fever. Me and Joe have been having like 20 minute phone calls talking about pins and, and Pokemon and Pokemon and hotel rooms and uh which by the way at, at some point we get a I was looking at hotel rooms there's still hotel rooms available okay um and for not a million dollars so that we can also good. we can figure some things out we got to make a plan here uh yes we'll do that not on the, not on the air I don't need to yeah no so here's my credit card number yeah so uh, my social security uh uh me the hell are you looking for? I don't know. My li- livelihood? Mm-hmm. My dignity? It's gone. The toilet paper to wipe my ass right now? Oh, boy. Oh, you left... Oh, it's everywhere. Oh, my God. I don't know where my uh, notebook... Oh, it's way over there. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we we were, we were nervous because... So, part of the the idea behind our podcast there is that we, we play a video game in the background to... I don't know, to kind of have some other thing going on, talk about the game, talk about nothing to do with the game. But this seems to be going pretty, uh, well. Swimmingly? Yeah, sure. So, we, we've we been on a hiatus for a little while. Something like that. A lot of, a lot of things happened while we were uh, away for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, got a new job. Oh, that's true. Uh, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of life changes have been going around uh, the old Pass the Controller team, so... Yep. Uh, we had to take some time off, kind of reconfigure, get some things going, but we should hopefully be uh, back at it. We've been focusing a lot on the stream, uh, so you can check that out. Right now, the main stream is under uh, my handle, so you can just go to my personal Twitch page, which is twitch.com slash bgroom, B-E Twitch.tv. Is it twi- .tv? It's .tv. I think if you do .com, it's it'll probably it. still go through. Yeah, I mean, I'd be we're, foolish for them not to. We're not. We're not. If we're partners of Twitch, I'll give them the right fucking address that they want to fucking. You know what I mean? If Twitch, you listening? You wanna you wanna send me and Mike over there to Pax? We'll wear your purple shirts. And we'll, we'll we'll do things. Great now. We'll, we'll do a lot of things. <laughs> Whatever you want, just get us in. Ugh. We have Pax dates, but I mean. Yeah, but now you made us sound dirty. We're dirty. 
Maybe you are. I mean, a little bit. You've been shitting yourself, so... I mean, kind of. A lot. So, I mean, let's kind of talk about what's been going on. Enough about fucking me. Keep talking about my pins and my amigos. <laughs> this motherfucker loves his pins. I do love me some good pins. But, uh... No, I mean, a lot has happened in the gaming world, too. I mean, I, I was hoping to get back to this a little bit closer to the end of the year. You know, beginning of the year, just so we could kind of talk about 2016 as a whole... Kind of, you know, our, our top fives or, or game of the year stuff. And I, I have to say, I'm really happy that Overwatch won game of the year. Like, from, from most places, it was awarded game of the year. Overwatch has, for whatever reason, and I'm not saying that because I don't like the game, because clearly I enjoy playing the game, but it has gotten so much attention for a very sustained period of time. By that I mean every once in a while I'll have open like a thing and like a Kotaku will post like another article about Overwatch and then I'll read the article, I'll get to the comments and someone's like, oh you guys are posting another thing about Overwatch again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I guess they are. And I always end up reading it because I just like watching, reading Overwatch shit. And that's been happening for like the last five six months now probably even longer because it's it it'll soon be a year it came out in may i'm pretty sure first week in may last year oh uh, yeah so i mean that's you know for eight months eight months i don't know i can't do math oh no, i can't do math anymore myself uh so it doesn't surprise me that uh it would have won as many awards as it did that's all i'm saying i that. mean it had some there were some games that could compete with it last year and again, too, you got to think for for what they usually award something with Game of the Year. I'm trying to think who won the year before, for the most part. Because again, like, depends who you're going by. You're going by the, the video game awards. You're going by IGN. Like, mm-hmm. not every outlet gives the same game the same award. Uh, but for Overwatch, like, you're talking about a game that is an online shooter with no single player. Yeah, like that's. That, to me, in itself, is pretty impressive. That people would first even consider, you know, a game that's has one one function, and it's, you know, online competitive shooting. Yep. Because uh, there's plenty of other online competitive shooters. Yep. And a lot that have single player, or, you know, or a campaign or something. Which I'm... This whole type of, for me, like, I, I dabbled in Team Fortress, not, like, seriously. I mean, I pl- I've played it plenty of times. I, I had the orange box on 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Splatoon was, like, the first little push for me into this type of game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I play everything, but Splatoon was a very well-done, you know, team-based shooter. Obviously very different than Overwatch. Very different. But also very similar in the fact that it's, you know... A, it's a team-based shooter with different classes and yeah. You go in there and you have an objective and you try and do it. Speaking of which, I actually cracked that open a couple days ago. I just played a single match and I won. I was like, all right, this is still kind of fun. I can't find my emotion sensor bar, though, so that's... No. Oh, because you play with motion controls. Yeah, I mean, it still works because I think the the tablet just thing has, has a accelerator on it. Yeah, so it still worked, but I feel like it was a little wonky because I didn't have the motion sensor yeah. up there. I, the only thing with Splatoon 2... Which I'm fucking so happy that that's coming out. And I'm happy that it's not a port. Uh, 
And some people think it's a port still, but it's not. It's not. It's but, clearly called Splatoon 2. No, I know, but a lot of people, when they see like the quick little video of it, they're yeah. like, oh, that looks like the same game. If you didn't play it, then you wouldn't recognize the differences. Ex exactly. But uh, it, anybody that I've read reactions or listened to other people's podcasts about after they've played it, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, this is, not a, this is not a port. Like, this is a new game, and it's fucking amazing. I can't wait, because Splatoon was such a great game and such a great game for Nintendo to make. Like, it was nice for them to... Because I believe before Splatoon, the last... And again, I love all of Nintendo's franchises. Like, I, I love new Mario games, love new Zelda games. But it is nice, you know, all of them do it. Like, I love Halo, I love Gears of War, you know, I love Final Fantasy, but it's nice when there's, like, a new IP and it's a good game. Yeah. Uh, you know, just it's something new, you know? you Even if it's a not a new type of game... Even if it's just a new IP, new characters you can get involved with. But for Splatoon, that was just a cool game for Nintendo to make because they've never really made a shooting game. They've never really made something like that. So I, I, was, I was very happy with that game, and I was really sad when it kind of fizzled out for me. Um, but I'm... As far as I can tell, it only fizzled out because you all started playing Overwatch. Oh, that was part of it. But yeah, that's kind of how, how I got to the point was, for me, like that little bug in me was like, oh, Splatoon, this is fucking great. Uh, but Overwatch is just to all members of to all members of <laughs> this is what's the, is this thing on? <coughs> um, Overwatch is fantastic, and I think it absolutely deserves Game of the Year. Uh, it 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 was my Game of the Year by a landslide. Were, I'm, I'm still playing it. When we finish this podcast, the first thing we're gonna do is play Overwatch. Yeah, most and probably for the rest of the night. Yeah, you guys have. Every, I go home, like, all right, time to watch some shows. And you guys are like, well, let's play some Overwatch. I'm like, all right, I'll play a little bit. And then from 7 till midnight, it it's just, just Overwatch. Time just disappears. I'm like, I got to go to bed, and I've got nothing done except for lose several competitive matches. Oh, I mean, the past couple nights, we've been flopping that around. We get Insidious back on the team. We, yeah, we we occasionally break even. Yeah. No, la the last... The last time we played, we I did think not we, break even. I, I we, bumped I way up a couple hundred competitive uh, but Overwatch is fantastic and with the support you know Blizzard is giving the game this game is not going to die anytime soon right. they posted today on, on, on their social media that uh, I believe it said 25 million active players yeah. it's all a fucking lot of people for a shooting game this isn't like World of Warcraft or you know a game where the people are living and doing a million things like this is just this is fucking Overwatch Trying to move a car from one place yeah, to another place. Yeah, and, you know, occasionally popping some noggins. Popping some noggins, capturing some flags. But I, I I can't highly recommend Overwatch enough. If you aren't interested or, you know, haven't given it a chance, find a way to just play it. Find a demo, find a friend who has it, borrow it, go to Redbox if it's even there, I don't know. It's not from the last time we tried. I mean, I don't know, I don't really fuck with Redbox. I just am an idiot and spend money on games. That's true. But, uh, no, I, play this game. Um, I play almost every type of game. I'll play anything. I love video games. But someone like Mike here, shooting games aren't your aren't your forte. They're Still not your, my thing. Yeah, they're not your thing. But Overwatch is fucking amazing. Still play Overwatch, uh, pretty consistently. It uh, it, it's the type of game that has all of its competitive components and will absolutely cater to all of those people. But clearly, it can bridge the gap to people who may not normally play shooting games, kind of like Splatoon did for you as well. Yeah. 
I uh-huh. argue that Splatoon got me, got the foot in the door. Although yeah. I guess, I don't know. I I like I had mentioned several times in the past. I I enjoyed it from the one time I played a demo of it. I didn't think I'd keep playing it as much as I have. Yeah. But uh, I knew I was kind of interested in it. Yeah, I mean, they just they did a really good job. Like the presentation of the game, the the ongoing events, like. The game lives and breathes with you. It's not the it's not the same game that came out last May. Like, they're constantly updating it. They're you know they're just tweaking the game, balancing the game, and that stuff's important for a game like this. Uh, and honestly, the most important thing is we're not paying extra money for all of these updates. You know, additional content, player, you know, new Overwatch heroes, new maps, new modes. Uh, all the events, we're not paying for access to these things, and and that's a really important thing to remember. Because Splatoon did the same thing; they did a you know a drip feed of of new content that you didn't have to pay for. And in a world where you're you're for the most part buying incomplete games that you then have to spend extra money to get the full version of the game, uh, it's really refreshing for a game, you know, for Blizzard as a company to kind of be like. No. Because that's the current model of pretty much all games in this whole generation. Is, you know, you can buy the vanilla version of a game, but if you don't buy the season pass, you're not going to get XYZ. And most of the time, all of these games that you're buying, not every game, but a lot of the games that are coming out, even the AAA titles, they're broken when they come out. Yeah. It's not as bad as it was... Maybe two years ago, where a lot of games were, you know, Assassin's Creed really fucked up. Mm. Uh, but I mean, it still happens, and it's still you know, they're they're pushing out unpolished things. It's definitely not as bad as it was a few years ago. But it, it, to wrap the point up, it's nice that Blizzard isn't charging for this stuff because I would pay for it, and they know probably most people would pay for it, but. Not having you pay for it is not alienating anybody. You know what I mean? Right. Keeps the game alive. Keeps it going. Um, so yeah, I'm Overwatch. Rightfully so. I think it 100% deserves to be game of the year. If not, you know, one of the games of the year. Um, as far as as uh, 2016, I mean, right into January, 2016's over. I already forget what happened in 2016. Yeah, me too. Rogue One was fun. I liked Rogue One. Yeah, it was a good game. It was a good movie. Did you... Um, could you compare it to Force Awakens? Or are they just two different movies? Is there no is there no need to compare them? I feel like, yeah, I feel like they were very different in that Rogue... Uh, the Force Awakens, I was going to say it followed like, the similar structure of the other Star Wars movies, but it, beyond that, it was like literally as everyone's said it's basically a new hope just kind of tweaked a little fancied bit. up a little bit yeah whereas rogue one definitely played it differently yeah and it was enjoyable still so mm-hmm. well i'm excited for little just just the simple tease of the name of episode eight has got me fucking tingling and jingling that's disgusting it's not as disgusting as the stain I just left on the couch from that fart. Oh, no, I saw it. It was not pleasant. I'm representing this side of the couch ever again. It's the only side you're allowed to sit on now. Um, yeah, but I enjoyed Rogue One. Um, 
I guess I would agree too. I wouldn't really compare the movies. I really enjoyed Force Awakens. I don't care about the similarities to the originals because I feel like there there were things that I enjoyed before, so I'm okay with enjoying it again. Mm. Um, I don't I don't believe that Episode eight and nine are going to be as close to five and six. Yeah, I don't think it's going to roll that way. Um, I think that would be a very bad decision just because. They're, they have definitely received crit- a, a lot of criticism about right. their choices with Force Awakens, but I I think it was you know smart because they they needed to re kind of recapture the audience and and really bring in a new audience too with with younger people. But they just I think overwhelmingly people agree that the prequels are not that good. So I, I think it was smart for them to play it a little bit safe, kind of recapture the audience. Uh, and I, I don't think Last Jedi and whatever Episode Nine ends up being, I don't think they'll be as safe with their decisions. But regardless, I'm going to enjoy the shit out of it. So Yeah, The Force Awakens, it wasn't a reboot. It was a sequel. It was... It wasn't a remake. Okay, I was going to say. It's not a remake. It wasn't a remake, yes. It wasn't a remake. It wasn't a reboot. But it was a sequel that somehow had elements of the previous yeah. two things I just mentioned. Which I'm okay with. Like, to me, that's fine. Like, I feel like the things that were similar, it's okay to be similar in those regards. Like, it was a nice callback to people who've seen the originals. Yeah. Because a lot of younger people have seen this movie and have never seen the other Star Wars movies. So to them... This was all fresh. Yeah. Which, again, that's fine. Like, the movie was still very enjoyable. And if your reasoning for not enjoying the movie was because it was too had too many similarities to the original... But if you like the original, why the fuck do you care? I can see the. I can see why you'd be like, "Hey, you know, I've seen all this before, and it's not. Maybe you don't think they did it better. Maybe you just like, you yeah. know, I, I've seen this before. Yeah, it's not bringing anything really new to the table for me, so I'm not enjoying as much, which is a fair assessment to make. Yeah, right? no, I mean, I can be on board with that. I guess it's just, I feel like if that is your only gripe with the movie, which again, like, whether you agree or disagree that that was a good or bad choice, or it aggravated you or it didn't. The movie was good. I would say that overwhelmingly people thought the movie was good. I say that too, with the caveat that given some time, people may, I the backlash may grow. In the sense that I feel like after episode one, and granted it was 99, I was 10 years old, I didn't read reviews, I just know that I liked lightsabers. I feel like people had liked those movies, and then at some point, they is there, they they is all there goose in here. What's going on? They all were like, you know what? This movie, these movies had a number of flaws, so fuck them. I don't know if the same thing will happen here. I, don't I think hope it will. not. I think I, don't I think it will. I think I enjoyed the movies well enough. I think when it's all said and done, and we get episode eight, and then we get Han Solo, and then we get episode nine. As far as the third trilogy goes I think that when it's all said and done and you can look at the three movies as a saga as a trilogy as a piece together I don't think people will hate the first movie as much I think it I think it's done I think it's done its part besides all the callbacks all the similarities 
you have to think too, like Rogue One is a standalone movie. Like it takes place on a timeline and it connects yeah. two different stories that we've already heard. Mm-hmm. But it's still its own like that's that story of those people like you're going to get the the growth of the characters in that one film. Whereas like you're going to see growth, you know, with Ray, Finn, Poe, uh, Kylo Ren yeah. Throughout a course of three movies, mm-hmm. or at least two movies, because who knows if somebody dies in the next one. Right. But uh, I think it's a little bit different in that regard. And I, I don't know. I fucking love The Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so Rogue One was good shit. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the last kind of thing we should really touch on, because it was so recent, is uh, the Switch. Yes. We finally got the big reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll step back at the beginning of this conversation and yeah. kind of let you jump in because I'm Super Nintendo. Yeah, it's very uh, high but bias for not getting paid. Not getting paid. But Nintendo, hey Reggie, friend of the show, if you're trying to, you know, my body's ready. Ah. Now he definitely hates you. I don't know. We'll find out. We would like to play. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's switch. <laughs> Let's switch to the next topic. Uh, yeah, so... For those of you who don't know, uh, Nintendo Switch has been talked about for a little while. They teased it earlier, uh, towards the end of last year. Mm-hmm. And then last week or so, they did a, a live presentation, dir- you know, directly to you. Uh, revealing a lot, not everything, but most of what you can come to expect from the console. And uh, I have my opinions, for sure, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, how how are you feeling about this? Because here here's how we'll here's how we'll separate this. You've owned most Nintendo consoles. I well a fair amount. A fair amount. If you start from the N sixty four N sixty four GameCube Wii Wii U, plus you know the Game Boy, the DS, the three DS. You've had a, you you've owned enough. You know what yeah. I mean? Like and you enjoy Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Mike's definitely a fan of Nintendo stuff. Yeah. This is how we'll separate the conversation. I pre-ordered it. Mm-hmm. Michael did not. I did not. So, film me. Like, wh- how are you? Like, where's your head at in regards to the Switch? I did not pre-order it because by the time I realized pre-orders were up, they were gone. Okay. And is I, that your only reason for not pre-ordering? It's not my only reason. Just that after that, and I did like a little. Digging like okay, can I pre-order it here? No, no, no. I was like, all right, whatever. It's not, it's not a huge deal to me because out of the games that are coming out at launch, none of them are the things I need to play right away. Okay. I've never been a big Zelda person. Zelda's the big push for it, so I'm like, yeah, whatever. The games I want to play are coming out later. I'm sure by that point it would be easier for me to get a Switch. Okay. It's not a huge like if, if like if I go home right now and I can. I check a site and it says, oh, you can pre-order. I'm like, all right, let me just do this. Yeah. Get that out of the way. But if I don't, not a big deal. I mean, I didn't get the Wii U until, like, Probably Smash. Maybe a little bit before Smash. A little bit before Smash, because I was only playing Mario Kart 8. Oh, you probably got it from Mario Kart 8. Or around that time. Around that time. Because I think think that year, I think Mario Kart 8 came out in May, and then Smash probably came out in November. They came out the same year, I think, right? They came out... The same year, I think. Yeah, I I think they did. And Mario Kart was May, and Smash was November. Yeah, because I was playing Mario Kart pretty much exclusively on the Wii U up until Smash coming out. So, back to the Switch, though. It's like, I want to get the system. It's just, I don't... Since, as of now, I do not 
have it. It's, it's not like locked perfectly. In. Yeah, it's not locked in. I'm definitely going to get it, but okay. I'm not locked in for launch day. So if let's say we just opened up a website right now and mm-hmm. Best Buy had it to pre-order. Yeah, I'd probably like, right, just jump just, on. It. All right, so a little bit to do with the seemingly scarcity or at least the the launch units mm-hmm. you know if you were to go like we did for the wii and the and the wii u i don't think i pre-ordered a wii u i think i went and waited in line on launch day but for the wii we waited in line on launch day and we did we, we got it and i'm sure if there are places where you could go wait in line on launch day to, to get something to secure one yeah. yeah um but me personally thankfully because i would have really been upset if I didn't catch it when it went on went on and it was not up for long uh but yeah I pre-ordered it I mean if I didn't get it pre-ordered I'd be waiting in line on that Friday you fucking better believe it um which I'm actually kinda part of there's a small part of me that's like I really wanna wait in line that day but I'm also happy that I don't have to I miss I miss well I only did it like once well the Wii launch was fucking great were you with us the whole time? I don't know. The whole time. Was it me, you, and Peter? Me, you, Peter. Um, I don't think Adam stayed. And I don't think Dom stayed either. I don't think Dom stayed. Everyone at some point rolled through, but not everyone yeah. stayed. Right. The Wii launch was fucking great. I mean, there, there there was a lot of... We were the first people in line, for one, right? We were... If we weren't first, we were like... Like, couple, very, like we first were, five people. Yeah. Like we were, we were right up there in line. And, uh, What's great is that I bought a Wii. It wasn't even for me. Yeah. You probably could have sold. You definitely could have sold it to somebody in line too for a lot of money, or at least sold your spot in line. Because remember, the day of they like cap they like there there probably was around a hundred people waiting, and I think they only ended up having like sixty units. Really? Yeah, because I, I remember there was a when they came out in the morning, they, they gave us they, they gave, gave tickets yeah. and they when they ran out of tickets they like everyone else was fucking bullshit because again people waited all night. We waited a couple of days no? We definitely like popped in there the day before. I when I was unpacking my things, I did find some cassettes. I'm gonna see if I if one of them is that. Oh. I think with my capture card, I can probably actually get the full video with audio. Yes, that'd be fucking fantastic. I would just love to watch that, even if we don't put it online. I'd love to just see that. But uh, that that was a really great time. We probably maybe it wasn't a full two days. Maybe it was like a day and a half. But we yeah. waited. Like we fucking camped out. We had a fucking tent. Yeah. We had our DS's. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. There was some Mario Kart fucking battles going on. It was, it was a good time. People who waited the week before or a couple of days before for the PS3 came and heckled us. Yeah. There was there was some things. I think Peter's dad brought us donuts in the morning. Like, Yeah. People, people took care of us. We definitely uh, we definitely saw Dom's doppelganger walk into the mall. Yes. He, he doesn't believe it, but, but we know what we saw. But yeah, there's a, there's a small part of me that is like, oh, you know what? Like, I, I like camping out for stuff like this. I like being part of that madness. Um, but also, now that I'm a little bit older and I don't fucking want to stand outside all day, I'm happy that we got jobs. I can just walk in and pick up my fucking console that day. Um, and I got the neon jo- Joy-Cons. So, basically what happened was, because it was the night of the, the, the Direct, not the Direct, but the live presentation, I was, like, all over every website, like, laying in bed, like... It's gonna go. I know it's gonna fucking go up tonight. I know it is. Somebody's gonna put it up because now it's like official. It's a price, a date, blah blah. Like it's gonna go up tonight. And just because of like the you know the reward system at Best Buy, I try to buy everything at Best Buy. Keep it all on my thing. You know, get some get some rewards back. 
So I always like kind of hold up for Best Buy. And as soon as I saw that it went on, as soon as I saw it, I just fucking clicked it, bang a bang. But it was the gray or whatever. I think it's gray. I think they're gray, not black. But the the vanilla fucking yeah. You want the one with the colorful I want one with the colorful one. I'm a you know I like I like that stuff. But uh, the first one I saw was the gray one, and I was like, fuck, I just need to get it. Make sure I have it. Lock it in. I'll figure it out later. And then like. A few minutes later, because I was scrolling through, like, oh, what games are up now? Because I, you know, probably just scoop Zelda just to have it, not fuck around. Um, I noticed that the neons were there, and I was like, fuck, what do I do right now? I was like, I don't want to cancel my pre-order and then not be able to pre-order anything. So at one point, I had had both pre-ordered, and I was nervous to cancel one. I was like... I don't know, like, what if I cancel one and then they cancel both because they think I, like, maybe they thought, like, somebody had my card or something because they do shit like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you make a couple of big purchases like that, they might be like, whoa, this person might have, uh... Whoa there. Whoa there. It's high noon somewhere. Uh, I don't know. So I got really nervous. Hopefully everything works out because I did cancel the the gray ones and I my order is still active for the other ones, so if something goes wrong, I'm going to be fucking a very sad panda. Mm-hmm. But, yeah... The, so so the switch for you availability thing is is part of it the yep. launch games yeah um so take your own personal preferences out of it do you think that the launch lineup is bad cuz that's pretty much what nintendo is getting the most flack for right now is a bad, bad launch lineup um so it seems bad to me cuz what we we've got like what five six titles at launch maybe it's more now, um, as the weeks have gone, as the days have gone on, more people more. have been like, oh, by the way, this is also a launch title. Yeah, and I've seen a couple of those launch titles, and some of the titles are like, hey, you know, this is a game that already exists on several different consoles and, like, your phone. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> and I, honestly, like, I'm trying to think about other console releases and, like, their launch titles. I'm like, is it, does it stack up to them? Like, are they also bad, or? So... So I, I got into some conversations with, with, you know, other people, Todd being one of them, uh, from, you know, Pass Controller Todd, Beer Me Up Toddy, Toddy by Nature, yep. Turd Gary, um, <laughs> Shrill, Shrill Saucer. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a small amount of games, and like you just said, even, the, you know, they've boosted it up a little bit, but some of those games are, you know, have been available before other places, Yeah, which... Again, necessarily isn't a bad thing because maybe some people who are going to get the Switch have never played some of those games before. Um, personally, for me, Zelda is easily my favorite video game franchise. So for me, a brand new Zelda at launch is enough. And also, like, as far as new Zelda games are concerned like I'm always excited about when a new Zelda game is announced but this one I haven't been this excited about a Zelda game in a long time if not ever I think the only other Zelda game that I was this excited for was Wind Waker I pre-ordered Wind Waker I still wherever my Wind Waker for GameCube is mm-hmm. the case because again I like to keep all my shit uh and again, this is like the cool little kind of tie back into like the collectible thing. Like it's a, like a yearbook, like a snapshot of me at that time. I have the receipt. It should still be in the case from when I pre-ordered the game. And then when I actually picked up the game, I had that game pre-ordered for like three years. 
Yeah, they took their time with that one. So, on my original receipt, whatever it says, I, I think it, I, whatever it says isn't the name of the game. Like, it's something completely different. Because, again, it was so long. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure that when Wind Waker was first announced, I don't think it was actually announced. I think they showed art that wasn't that what the game ended up being. Yeah. I think the name might have actually been Wind Waker, but it wasn't that same art style in like the original. I have to look into that. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was probably the only other Zelda game where I was like, fucking, oh my god, I need this game. Um, but yeah, I love Zelda, so to me, having such an extraordinary Zelda game as a launch title, that's huge. But again, I can see the the double side to that, you know, for someone like you who doesn't, maybe Zelda's not your thing, that's not a big draw to you. And the other thing too, which I'm, it, it's very curious to me, they've done this before with the GameCube and the Wii, mm-hmm. Zelda was the swan song, Twilight Princess was the end of the GameCube, in the, and a launch title for the Wii, yeah. but what they did in that case, which I think they should have done here, because I feel like they're making a mistake by doing this, the... Twilight Princess came out first on Wii, and then, I don't know if it was a week or a few weeks, they waited a little while, they spaced it out. Yeah. Which, again, I think might be a misstep here, because they're doing, as far as I know, like a joint release. So, maybe nothing else about the Switch is enticing you. If you have a Wii U, you're just gonna fucking buy Zelda for the Wii U. Yeah. So, I think that could really negatively hurt them. Because uh, I know some people that are like, you know what, like, yeah, I'll get a Switch eventually, but I don't need to buy it now, and I want to play Zelda, and I can get it on the Wii U. And it may not be, like, the the best version of Zelda to have, but if you can get pretty much the whole experience on the Wii U, and you own a Wii U, then you don't need to spend $300. Exactly. So, I think that's a little bit of a misstep. I think they should have at least spaced it a week, uh, maybe a couple of weeks just to like give that little you gotta give the Switch some room to breathe right um, especially with which most people would argue is a weak launch but I looked into p- previous console launches to see their game lineup mm-hmm. and I believe the Wii U was like 32 games um, at launch the the Wii might have been like 18 I think the DS the 3DS I'm sorry was a uh, Somewhere in like the twenties, but when you look at the actual games, like the number is high, but when you look at the actual games, like I looked at the launch titles for the Xbox One, which is a console that I bought on launch, yep. and it was like it, it wasn't anything that I was like I need this. There was no, there wasn't a killer app. There wasn't a game where I was like. Like, I was buying a new Xbox because it was the new Xbox, and I'm going to buy it. So I'll just get it when it comes out. There wasn't really a game that I was like, I need this for. Um, But the launch lineup was pretty bad, and it was the same thing for PlayStation 4. It it had a lot of the similar stuff, like, oh, like the new Call of Duty's there, and the new this is there. Um, But those aren't like... I'm pretty sure all of those, two were the same thing. They were also released on the 360 and also released on the PS3... So there wasn't really much. I think the exclusive, like, really new games for the Xbox One at launch were Dead Rising 3, which didn't really do anything for me, 
Rise, which was it just, it just nothing really special. Right. Um, so I get it that it's not a lot of games. Um, but still, I mean, they're releasing in March, which is not typically, like, all these games coming out. Where, again, like, you know, every other console, you know, from the last generation and this one, you know, Xbox One, PS4, Wii U, they all came out in the November area, if not in November, where you're already coming out in a hotbed time of you got a bunch of releases. You so holiday stuff coming up. So uh, it, it's tough for somebody who doesn't like Zelda, for sure. Um, and the other the other point that I really was making to the people I was saying was you have to look at it this way too you're talking about Zelda which is a game that is made by Nintendo they're also making the console they've also announced that Mario Kart 8 which is a port with some new things um, but still a fantastic game um I'm pretty sure that the number of Mario Kart 8 games sold is almost the same as how many Wii U's were sold, which is kind of funny. Like, it's kind of a cool stat. Yeah. It's like pretty much every Wii U owner owned yes. Mario Kart 8, which is, that's kind of cool. Um, but you, you got things that we know about. Zelda, Mario Kart 8 coming back, Splatoon 2, um, Fire Emblem, and Mario. All of those games are made by Nintendo. There might be, for like Splatoon, I don't know about Splatoon actually, but I know like Fire Emblem, well this one in particular, Warriors, will probably be mainly made by Koei Tecmo, so it's not like a full Nintendo game, but I'm sure Nintendo has a very large role in it. Uh, but those are AAA titles coming from Nintendo. Nintendo. Where if you look at the lineup of games coming out in the year, last year or this year, for PlayStation or for Xbox, point out to me the games that are made by Microsoft or made by Sony. There's not a lot. There really isn't. So, I I feel like Nintendo's always a has this weird stigma, this weird criticism about it. Like they just they get all this weird flack, and I don't really know why. Because I feel like people enjoy Nintendo games. I think the. Nintendo gets a lot of flack just because I think the more popular games that you find on the other consoles, the ones that are cross, like not even like exclusive, but like the cross yeah platform, your Call of Duties, your the other one, whatever, uh, <laughs> they don't have them on the Nintendo. Yeah. So Nintendo would Nintendo does well does decent riding on like their own shit if they could drag some people in with like hey we can also do this so you don't need to get like two consoles they they would do better and people wouldn't be like Nintendo yeah well I mean that's kind of a newer thing uh I mean it started in the GameCube era yeah where I feel like prior to that fucking Capcom Square Enix or back in the day Squaresoft they were all riding the fucking Nintendo dick all those games were coming out on fucking Nintendo consoles. They were there in the GameCube, and then they started to fall off. Um, and a lot of that stuff came to the Wii because the Wii was the highest-selling system. So it's a multifaceted thing. One being, you know, if the Switch doesn't sell units, 
They're the third gonna... parties aren't going to come to it because yeah. it's just a waste of money um, in their eyes. But I, I don't know. They get a, a lot of weird flack. And it has something to do with that, and that's true. But I mean, I don't think I would ever be a one console gamer. There are definitely people who that's, you know, I mean, this shit costs money. Yeah. I'm totally okay with having my Wii U and then having some other thing, which is yeah. what I currently do. Or having the Switch and some other thing. Well, the Switch is basically going to take this off my Wii U. My Wii U is going to go. I've, I've got a system. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm totally okay with having Nintendo and some other side system, you know, just so I can I can do my Nintendo things and then also dabble with, uh, you know, the fucking plebes on the other systems. Yeah, exactly. Then, of course, you've got your PC Master Race. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm Bow down out, to I'm them. I'm going to pop out the laptop in a second. We're going to try and start playing Paladins. Ooh, Paladins of the Night? Yeah. Paladins of the... I forget what the fucking game is uh, called. I'm going to play Moltar. It's better than Overwatch. Moltar. He's a turtle. It's riding on horses. <laughs> um, shout out to Dunky, friend of the show. But... It doesn't even matter. They're not, it doesn't... Closing thoughts on the Switch? Do you think it's going to be a successful launch for them? Like, what's I, your prediction for the Switch? I want it to be a successful launch. I do I, too. I can't say for certain if it would be. I feel like I've been surprised in the past, so I can't even, like, take a gander. It, it sounds like everyone who wants to get it is getting it, it, it just based off of the fact that the, the things are, like I said, I can't get a pre-order. Yeah. However, you know... It, Nintendo does some weird things with their supply and demand. Like, I still have... I've still yet to see an NES Classic. I'm told they exist. I've never seen one either, and it makes me I'm, really fucking I'm mad. I'm told they exist. So, I... I don't know. So, I think, you know, come come launch day, you know, they might be sold out. Doesn't mean that they sold a lot. Hmm. Does, does it mean that people... People are like, woo. I think after launch, you know, we'll start hearing what people's thoughts, the system will start trickling out, people might start getting it and playing their 1-2-Switch. Was 1-2-Switch a launch title? Yes, 1-2-Switch is a launch title. Okay, I don't want to play that. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna, I already pre-ordered it, yeah. so we will try Someone, it. Someone at work was telling me today, they're like, yeah, I pre-ordered it, I'm getting 1-2-Switch, let's see if I can just bring it into the office and we'll just play in one of the boardrooms. It's like, all right, I'll Um... I think it looks fun. I think a lot of the flack, again, because Nintendo just gets flack for everything, yeah. a lot of people are saying this should have been a pack-in title. Mm-hmm. And maybe it should have, but maybe it Be- shouldn't. Who knows? I don't know. The way it was the way it was shown, it looks more... It looks like a game, but it looks like it's a game whose main focus was to show what the console could do, yeah. which makes more sense for it to be... A like, pack-in title. Just like, you know, we had Wii Sports with the Wii... It's like, all right, this is what you can do with motion controls. And we were all like, well, look at me. I'm boxing. Yeah. Oh, I'm playing tennis. This one, oh, I'm shaking a cup of ice. I don't remember. Well, what I think said. when I'm trying to, like, because again, the, the Wii U also launched with Nintendo Land, which is super fucking fun. And it, it showcased a lot of what the controller could do, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But I think part of the reason why it's not a pack and title is I think they don't want consumers who either aren't like educated on like who haven't like done the research about the switch if they see that on the box and it's like part of it yeah they might just 
look at it and be like, you know, oh, it's a console like that. You know what I mean? Like, it might give the console a bad rep to people who don't do the research. Right. Um, so that might be part of it. Um, and I can, again, like, they, Nintendo has its loyal fans. I'm one of them. I'm, I'm going to buy a Nintendo console. It would take a lot. for They'd have to fuck up a lot of things for me to be like, meh, I'm not interested anymore. Um, what they need to... Because I'm going to be there. I'm going to buy their shit. There's plenty of me. They're going to do that. They need to capture the hardcore gamer. That's the only way they're going to succeed in the climate. Because, I mean, they're, they've clearly shown they have the, the loyalists, like me, who are going to buy it. And they have been able to, you know, with the, the, the DS, the 3DS, the Wii, not so much the Wii U, they've been able to go into those, you know, blue oceans, those evergreen markets, those, those, those out-of-the-gaming-world markets, mm-hmm. and get people to buy shit. Like, on the DS, it was, like, uh, brain training and, and stuff like that. Uh, 3DS had games like that, too, where it was, like, it kind of reached out past a gamer and got non-gamers to jump in. We sports um, was like the way to pull those people in, so I think they want to still offer things like that, which is like the one-two switch. Like this is the party game. This is like your mom can play this. Like this is fun. Blah blah. blah. But then it's like, but hold on, let's get fucking Zelda, and we got you know, we can do that too. So I think they want to try to not align themselves in one way, where it's like you can buy this and do what you want to do with it. If what you're buying it for is to be the party guy with one two switch, then yeah, buy it and buy one two switch. If you're the guy that wants to fucking whoop, whoop, it smells bad in here. Uh, if you want to get fucking Zelda, whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'm just fucking arguing too hard for Nintendo. Who the fuck knows? You're arguing so hard you put a hole in your. Couch. <laughs> I did just put a hole in my coach. At the end of the day, I want Nintendo to do well. I hope they have a successful launch. Um, I believe that... Oh, Dinkledorf! <laughs> trying to get that... Um, Dommy Dom's trying to play some O-dubs real quick. Um, I do believe that Nintendo is going to have a su- successful launch. I can't speak words. Dude, clear out your notifications because that shit's out of control. That's because I downloaded all those, those fucking songs. No, it's the songs from oh, Rock Band. Um, we were fucking rocking out hard earlier. Mike missed it. Oh, I had to work. I had a job. You have a job, too. I know. But me and Dom made burritos, and then fucking... You made the burritos, or do you go No, we went and got fucking Holland Wolf. Shout out to Holland Wolf. Friends of the fucking show. Friends of my fucking stomach, and friends of my toilet. Um, And apparently the hole in my coach. But... What was the fucking point I was making? I don't know. Yeah, Switch. Great launch. I think that... Any... Skepticism people are having... I think you don't understand the power of a really, really good launch Zelda. You don't understand <laughs> the power of the dark side. <laughs> I'm working on my Darth Vader. It's, it's a work in progress. I like it. I'm on board. Yeah, but I, I, think, I think the power of Zelda here is going to really shine through. You're talking about Nintendo fucking E3 presence la- was it last year or two years ago. It was last year. Yeah, it was last year. Their entire E3 was Zelda. Nothing else. They brought nothing else to the fucking show. They brought Zelda. And it was awarded the best game in show. 
people are excited. You've already seen, you know, Phil Spencer, I think Kaz is the PlayStation guy. I don't, I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. But you, you, you've seen them say, like, I'm excited for this game. You, you can feel it. it there's, it's a powerful, powerful thing to have such a really strong launch title. Um, and again, like, people, you know, I keep seeing the same argument. I can't stop fucking farting, like, I really can't <laughs> stop. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm going to die. I'm literally going to explode from farting. <laughs> Is this like, can one person fart this much and be okay? Am I going to be okay? No. <laughs> oh, tomorrow's Jen's dad's comedy show. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go. Okay. Um... Sunday, should we get pancakes? You know I mean, I mean, probably. I mean, we can get pancakes. Um, but yeah, I mean, Zelda. Bah! But I keep seeing the same argument of people, and then we get a fucking rap to show up. Uh, get some Overwatch to play, and way over the hour mark. <coughs> Whoops. But I keep seeing people say, well, if Mario was his launch title, I'd be happy. I don't know. But Mario was launched out for the Wii U, and nobody fucking bought a Wii U. So, I don't agree with that argument. Granted, it was new Super Mario Bros. Wii U, so it was like a traditional Mario, not a 3D Mario, but still, it was a Mario game. So don't tell me that if it was a Mario launch, you'd... whatever. No, you're just a fucking complainy little fucking bitch, and Nintendo for some reason can never do right by you. You're getting fucking Mario in Christmas. Relax. You're gonna get it. Again, you're getting fucking four, at least four triple-A Nintendo-made titles this year. There's other things that can fill the gaps. Don't forget ARMS. Oh yeah, ARMS, too. And did you see, so the EVO lineup got announced, and there's a player choice game, mm -hmm. and ARMS is up to beat. Oh. It's like ARMS... Pokemon tournament and then like a few other games, but uh, so, I was really surprised to see it's Arms. A ballsy move. We don't even know how the game works. Well, I th again, I think like I think a lot of these things like when you like when you actually play them, mm -hmm. like One Two Switch, um, Arms. Like I've heard a lot of really good things about these things, and I think it's kind of like you got to play it to like really know. Yeah. But I think Arms actually has some, you know, a little bit of depth to it from the things that I've been like watching and reading. It's not just like a, go like this. Like, it's it's kind of not even don't go like this too much. It's more of, like, about precise movements and not, like, going like that. So you can really fill those ice cups. I mean, yeah. ice cubes in your cup. Well, again, Mike, a lot of the people who have, like, played with the Joy-Cons, mm -hmm. they said, like, the tech in it, like, the ice cube thing, like, yeah. the really responsive rumble is, like, really impressive. I think one of the games that's in 1-2-Switch, I think it's called Marbles or something, and, it, again, like, you close your eyes... And you, like, shake it or something, and you have to guess how many marbles are in your hand or something. But it's, like, so accurate that you can, like, feel how many... It's so... I don't know. I don't, I've never played it, so I don't know. I've never played... I've never played that in real life. Like, I've never had a, a cup of marbles. I was like, how many marbles are in here? I don't know. It feels like five. It, oh, there were no marbles. I'm people, insane. People are impressed with the tech. Um, I'm excited about it, too. It, it's... I'm excited about it. It's got, it's got me all fucking hot and bothered. Yeah. It shows. I'm disgusted. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think 
There was another point I was going to make, but we were fucking going to wrap this up. I'm going way too over the fucking mark here. Talking way too much. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for uh, Switch. I'm excited for PAX. Um, we'll definitely we'll link back up and do another one of these, at least one more before either of those things happen. That's I mean, that's over a month away. Uh, February has got some good games coming out. You got Woolly World coming to the 3DS. It's pretty exciting. Uh, if you didn't have a Wii U, it's a fun game. Pick that up and get it with the Poochie Amiibo. You know, I still have my Woolly World Amiibo. Woolly World! Woolly, 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 Woolly. Shout out to fucking... Shout out to... What, Ghetto Man? I forget. Shout Just call him up Man. and find out what his name yeah. is. Shout out to Ghetto Man. Uh, go on YouTube and, and type in fucking... Is it just Wally World? I I don't even remember. I don't know. Just, I think his name's Ghetto Man. Look up the music video for Wally World. You will not be disappointed. Uh, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, we gotta fucking wrap this up. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on uh, social media. Check us out. You can, you know, obviously, if you're listening to this, you know, you can listen to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Um, I'll soon be revamping some things. We'll have our website hopefully launching in the next week or two. Um, I'm gonna be working on the YouTube channel, so you'll be able to see some stuff. We're gonna be uploading some game clips, some montages. Uh, I got a lot of things in the works for us. Do you have a YouTube gaming account? I don't. Oh. I, I have do. like my. I do. Is it costing? Yeah. I think it. I think it is because I have YouTube Red. I've got a whole bunch of shit with my YouTube stuff that I, huh. I don't pay. I need. To, I need to dig a little bit deeper on YouTube. Uh, you can check out our stream, which we're focusing really heavily on right now. Um, mostly Overwatch. It's mostly Overwatch for now, but I, again. Overwatch is just too fucking good. I can't stop playing it. But we will be playing some more things. Uh, I think I'm going to have Todd come by and we're going to do Resident Evil 7 so you can watch me fucking shit myself some more. Uh, we might just change the, the name of the... Change the, the place to just shit, shit yourself. Shit, shit, shitting myself. Goddamn uh, shit show. But yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be doing a lot of things this year. It's going to be a big year for us. Uh, get the stream really taken off. Going to have a website soon. Going to work on getting some things up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, sooner rather than later... The podcast will also have a video aspect, so you can, you know, if you want to see our ugly mugs, you can do that you as well. You can see the, there's poop almost everywhere Yeah, right now. it's, uh, when I pointed out that water stain, it was actually shit that sprayed it's out of my hands. sprayed out. Um. It's so greasy. But yeah, we got a lot of things in the works. Check us out on Instagram, at pass underscore the underscore controller. Um, on Twitter, at pass controller. Um, the, a lot of this stuff is. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Listen, I understand. I, I understand the biz. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on my personal account, which is at uh, bgroom, both right. on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, you. Uh, I don't. I don't have an Instagram. You can follow me on Snapchat, but I'm not telling you what that one is. Bang. Uh, I got a got an. Inst- uh, nope, I got a Twitter. I think that's at uh, underscore mycopath. You can figure out how to spell that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, that's about it. Yeah, and then you get, uh, if you get to those accounts, you can find the rest of us. Um, I'm really not that interesting, so <laughs> don't, don't waste your time. I don't, I don't tweet that often, but the Instagram is very, uh, lit, as the kids say. Oh, that's how old we got. Yeah, we're old now. Oh, uh, but yeah, we, heavily, heavily Instagram, uh, centric right now. The Twitch feed, twitch.tv. Yep. Slash B Room. Uh huh. Um, you catch us tonight, actually, which won't matter to you if you listen to this now, because you, you won't hear that. And then you can watch it. the. I mean, the clips. They, they are archived, they so are archived. Uh, they'll be up there for a little while. Um, 
I might I might add the video tonight. We'll see. I don't know if I really want my face on the stream. Uh, Ooh, that's but I might add it in there. I think it might draw some more people in. I doubt that. Well, just to see like a person. I feel like most streams have people in it. They do have people, but they have good-looking people. That's true. I can take my shirt off, and then nobody will watch, or a lot of shrill saucer in the building. Or you'll get banned. I I might get banned. There's no nudity, right? So my boobies ain't allowed. No. Uh, But yeah, check us out on those uh, social media platforms. Check us out on Twitch. If you're going to be at PAX East 2017, Mm -hmm. look out for us. We're going to be there fucking rolling hard. I think I'm going to wear that shirt at least one of the days. Yeah, oh, we never even fucking finished talking about that. Oh, we have so much to fucking talk about. We have so much. Oh, the pack shirts. It's a fucking thing. But yeah, to wrap this up really quickly, we'll go in depth more next time. But Joe fucking texted me. He already has his shirts. I'm so jealous. Oh, he already has his shirts. They're fucking dope, too. I'll show them to you after. I think I got two of my shirts lined up. I'll I'll tell you about it after. Um, Oh, my God. And we also, we probably have to get to New York before packs because... The Nintendo Store has got some fucking primo shit. I'll show it to you in a second. Okay. But, uh, yeah, check us out next time. We're going to hopefully try to be doing this a lot more frequently. It's really tough. We all have crazy schedules. Um, Mike and I have easier schedules now because I have a new job, but but Dom works crazy hours still. Dom works crazy hours, but he's, like, off every other day. Not every other day. I feel like he usually works, like, Wednesday to Saturday. No, I think it's today. Today is Friday. Yeah. So he's, off, he's working tomorrow. He's off Sunday. We're gearing out Dom's schedule. Yeah. So he uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> he lives at. Uh, he's uh okay. Uh, me. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, we're gonna we're working the kinks out. We're gonna get things out to you guys sooner and faster. Uh, I know there are some people that do listen to us. Believe it or not, there are people that actually reach out. Um, any feedback? Anything you want to see us cover? Any games you want to see us play? Interested on you know. You do a thing and you want us to talk about it or, or shout you out or, you know, you want to come be on the show because you really like games and you want to talk with us, hit us up. Uh, you can email me directly at editor, pass the controller, at gmail.com. Um, okay. Or any of our social media links, uh, you can DM us. Uh, yeah. Pretty okay. active on all those. So if you guys send us an email or a message, I'll definitely get back to you. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. We don't really have a sign-off thing yet. Nope. Still working on that. We also don't have music. Yeah, but I, I think we're gonna... I don't I don't want an intro like that. I kind of like... I kind of like to just flow into it. Because you didn't even know when I started the podcast, did you? I had my suspicions, but I didn't want to look up and confirm them. Yeah. Well, it'd be, it was a good time to press record. We were having a good conversation. Right. Uh, but yeah, so... Let's wrap this shit up. All it's right. been an hour and 25 minutes. I know, it's minutes. been too long. All right, guys. Until next time.